Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to start giving credit where it is due. Okay? We got to do that in a second, though. First, basically, everybody's injured. Okay, Except the quarterbacks, not named Tyrod Taylor, who's got some chest injury. Outside of that, quarterbacks, good, healthy, everybody else is hurt. Good? Is that the update? Adam Schefter reporting, everybody's hurt. Christian McCaffrey is hurt. He's out for a couple weeks. Saquon Barkley's got a torn ACL. We got, but hey, you got a torn ACL. You got a torn ACL. You got a torn ACL. Right. But let's, let's give a, let's, let's take a breath and give some people some credit. I thought Cam Newton was good enough to win last night. Didn't love the play call. Part of that was Bobby Wagner and the Seahawks blew it up. Let's give credit to the New England Patriots, who are the greatest dumpster divers in the history of the sport. What? He's on the street. He's available for a million bucks. He's a former MVP who people don't know if he's healthy. Sure, what the hell? We have minimal cap space. 
We'll take him. Oh, we got ourselves a starting quarterback paid less than uh, 95% of the backup quarterbacks. Sure. Russell Wilson was amazing. We'll get to him upcoming in 10 minutes. Heck, Mitchie the kid. Mitchell Trubisky, not great in the second half, good in the first half. Right? And we could go through Kyler Murray, feels like he's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Lamar Jackson continues to get better, and they won on the road against the Houston Texans. I think the Ravens are the best team in football. But can we talk about Dak Prescott? Now, look, I'm fully aware that he's taken on the Seahawks, whose defense, well, is kind of like a fence. There's holes in it, right? Like a picket fence or a chain link fence that you can climb over. You can, in fact, get through. It is their defense is pervious, not impervious. Just last week, Russell Wilson, did he throw any incomplete passes against them? It sure as hell didn't feel like it. So we can all agree that the Falcons D is for, for disastrous. We can all agree that the Falcons still should have won the game had they had any idea how to cover an onside kick. We can agree with these on these things, right? On the other hand, we can also say, damn, Dak Prescott was pretty good. He did fumble early in a game that led to seven, in a play that led to seven points for Atlanta. They were down 19 points at the half. 15 points with four minutes and change to go, and they come back and win a game. He throws for 450 yards. After the fumble, he was 34 for 45. Four total TDs, 10 yards per attempt. He wasn't digging and dumping. He was throwing the ball downfield, and he was great. And oh yeah, by the way, they didn't have Tyron Smith and Lael Collins. Why does that matter? Those are his tackles. Blake Jarwin, his starting tight end, out for the year. Eight possessions. They scored on every possession except for two. One was taking a knee at the end of the first half. The other was a turnover on downs uh, early in the fourth quarter. I mean, look, they, they, they had a fake punt at their own 30 in the first half. There was plenty of errors to go around with the Dallas Cowboys. Some people said I'm a Dak hater. I, I am not. I think he's a damn good quarterback. He's good. I just didn't think he was at the level of Mahomes, Watson, Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I've just always been a realist that he's solid. Right? More trailer than truck. More Draymond than Steph. But on Sunday, ooh. Now, again, this is a team, the Falcons, that are 0-2. This is par for the course of the Cowboys. Good against the bad teams, bad against the good teams. He is coming off a pitiful performance, one of one of seven on third down against the L.A. Rams on the road on Sunday Night Football. But a blind man can see he was pretty spectacular on Sunday. And while he wasn't solely responsible for the miraculous come from behind win, right? you did need all of the backups blocking for him. You did need... Great plays by wide receivers. You did need scheming. You did need the fact that the Falcons' defense is a joke. You did need all of these things. And you did need a great onside kick, the recovery of the onside kick, and a made field goal. These things don't always happen. They do not happen alone. I am not saying he did it alone. But for Dak Prescott, who is operating on the franchise tag, coming off a, a poor performance in a standalone game on Sunday Night Football, 
I mean, how can you not credit a guy who's 34 for 45 after he fumbles the football? He he did what the great players do. Okay? Yeah, he probably started the fire with the fumble. But then he put out the fire. And then some. He, he raised up his entire... That's what a quarterback does. That's what a franchise quarterback does. He He... He allows you to, all right, everything else is going bad. Give me the football. Let's go. It's actually actually the big question people have about Lamar Jackson, who hasn't been able to come from behind with those type of numbers because he's not an accurate enough thrower at this point. He's not a, you know, a, a progression read guy. You know, their, their plan is the old fashioned plan, right? They're going to stop the run. They're going to get a lead. They're going to run the football. They're going to shorten the game. And then you become one-dimensional and have to throw it. And they're going to pin their ears back and get after you. You know? And then Lamar Jackson in open space does Lamar Jackson things. He makes people miss. He's got a cannon for an arm. So, you know, that's what happens. That's, that, that's, that's what happens. The Cowboys got to a point where they had to almost be perfect and they needed their quarterback to carry them. Despite the fact he didn't have his two starting tackles who are the two highest paid starting tackles when their contract was signed at their position in the National Football League. And you know what? He did it. And, and what you, you, you can't, what I found in this business is you can't, you have to tout yourself when you're right. You do, because if you don't, nobody else is going to. But, but you also got to be fair and say, I crushed him last week. I thought he exposed himself as being good, not great. I had people tell me some of it was the play calling, some of it was his personnel. I, I, had, I had heard enough of the questions. But he answered those questions with a great performance Sunday in a miraculous come from behind win that takes the Cowboys from what could have been an ugly place at 0 and 2 in a pretty weak division, but not the space you want, to one and one and very much in position to win the division. You know, 0 and 2 getting blown out by the Falcons is a lot different than one and one. Right? Just is. Especially when it's the Falcons, knowing there are more difficult games to come. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trent Dilfer joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Do you think these injuries are COVID or a shortened workout, short, shortened offseason related? I think there's an element of it that's shortened offseason related. 
um, no training camp, no TAs, teams, trainers, strength coach, not working directly with the guys, no accountability. You know, they're off. Supposedly they're working out. Don't know who they're working out with. Don't know what those guys' programs are like. Don't know what the gym situation's like. Um, I, I think there's an element to it that's probably um, adding. But you're right. I listened to everything you just said. It's not the reason. I mean, football, you get hurt. It, it just is. And guys are getting bigger, faster, stronger, more explosive. Um, they're actually getting too explosive for their bodies. Yeah. And uh, that's what you're seeing. So, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, you both things can be happening at the same time, meaning they're getting hurt because it's football and maybe a few more are getting hurt because of all the elements of our crazy 2020. Tom Brady, 25, 23 for 35, 217, a touchdown interception to beat the Carolina Panthers. First win as Tampa Buccaneer quarterback. Um, how do you look to your eyes? I thought he said it best. At some point, you know, I think everybody kind of writes off his post-game press conferences because they're so Belichickian. Um, but I think yesterday he nailed it. Execution was better, but we're not close to where we want to be from an execution standpoint. It looked good. You can see the horsepower. You can see it starting to come together with the big physical back coming from Jacksonville. Um, the multiple tight end packages they can use to get Evans isolated. The play-action pass. Uh, some New England Patriots third down stuff being incorporated into their system. Um, but overall, it's, it's not as clean as you would want to see it, and, but that's to be expected. Uh, okay, let's, let's get to Russell Wilson. I said, obviously, better than he's ever been. It feels like better than he's ever been. I just don't think their team's good enough. Like I know they're 2-0, and but man, offensive line, not great, hasn't been great for a while. And then your defensive front is not giving you nearly the push that you need. That's that's why they still wanted Jadavion Clowney just at a different price. Like I I don't you know whether it's the money they spent, the decisions they've made, I, I don't think that defense is getting it done at the end of the end of the day. Yeah, but I I was also the one that thought the Chiefs were going to get railroaded in the Super Bowl because they were so offensive driven with the bad defense. I mean, I think when your quarterback is this special and your coordinator and your head coach is bought into playing pedal to the metal offense um your defense just has to come up with critical stops at times and they're just going to put so much pressure on you because how many points they're going to score i don't think the Seahawks are going to slow down uh, in fact you can even see what last night especially just watching their formations their personnel groupings their vertical their shallow cross package their misdirection like schottenheimer's having fun now he's gotten away from you know ground and pound and play action to Let's go study some Saturday football and take advantage of all these weapons we have and, and arguably the best quarterback in football and be peddled to the metal the whole time. And it also protects your offensive line because of the misdirection, some of the Saturday schemes, not just trying to play in a scrum, actually protects your offensive line, especially with Russell who can make people miss. So, uh, I'm, I, listen, I've been from the old – listen, I won a Super Bowl because of the defense. Nobody believes in defense more than me. However – uh, in this modern-day football, I, I do. I saw it last year with the Chiefs. I think a quarterback and an aggressive offensive system with a lot of skill guys can can bring you to Lombardi for the first time in history. Trent Dilfer joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, let, let's go to Dak Prescott. You know, after he fumbled, he was amazing. It's like 34 for 45 Right, completing like 75% of his pass. Like the numbers were obscene. Um, 
I, I know Atlanta's not good. Okay, I, I got that. But 34 for 45 after he fumbled. 450 yards, four total touchdowns, no turnovers. And he didn't have Tyron Smith. He didn't have Lyle Collins. He won't have Blake Jarwin the rest of the year. Did something change about the play calling? Something change about his play? I mean, you do a whole segment on the Cowboys victory yesterday. One, it was historic. I got thrown a bunch of numbers at me this morning. Um, it's the Falcons are the first team since 1933 that scored 39 points and didn't turn the ball over and lost the game. So the Cowboys overcame that. No quarterback had ever thrown for 300 yards and rushed for three touchdowns in a game, and Dak did it in one half. Um, but beyond all that, I think what was the most important thing yesterday was what they can look back at this game the rest of the year. They're going to have adversity. They're going to turn the ball over. They're going to have injuries. They're going to you know, be in a situation where it seems helpless, and they can always point back to week two and say, listen, we didn't give up then. We didn't hang our heads. We didn't pout. We kept our energy up. We believed in one another, and look what happened. And you know, being a a big-time athlete and being around coaching your whole life, that sometimes that chemistry and that mantra and that self-belief is bigger than any X's and O's. Uh, And I think yesterday is something that the Cowboys will lean on the rest of the year as they go through what every team's going to go through, which is a lot of bumps in the road. Um, from a play calling, from a DAC thing, they just were wide open. They, they didn't have a choice. Now, it doesn't mean you do that every week, but it shows that you can. And like Mahomes, who keeps bringing his team back from 10 down over and over and over, you start believing that's who you are. So when you get into a situation where it seems bleak and most people can't bring you back, now the Cowboys have that rallying cry, listen, our guy can bring us back, and this is how we do it. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Trent Dilfer. Uh, it, it, forget about Pat Mahomes. What about the other side? Justin Herbert was a, a spot starter because Tyrod Taylor got hurt in warmups. What did you think of Herbert's performance? The, the, the one interception was awful and really a game changer. They're marching down the field. He could have sauntered to a first down, slid or got out of bounds. Instead, for some reason, he throws into triple coverage. And that, that forever changed the game. But otherwise, how do you look? Poised, calm, had command, better than I expected. I mean, we all knew about his talent. What you didn't know was, was he hardened enough to play early? Uh, he seemed hardened enough yesterday. Like, he, he just seemed like it was not too big. Um, his eyes were really quiet. Um, he was calm. Um, he, again, I'll say it again, he had command of what he was doing. I think that's what you're looking for from young quarterbacks in their first 16 to 20 starts. Uh, yeah, you want them to perform well. But do they have that presence to them that you can believe long term in? And um, like Josh Allen his first year, Josh Allen wasn't very good his first year, but he did show that. Like Josh didn't flinch. He kept playing. He kept getting better. He kept looking like the position. And now look at him. Look at him this year. He's he's dominating. I think Herbert kind of gave me that same sense that Josh Allen gave me early, which surprised me as Josh Allen too. So. Um, I thought both those guys were developmental guys. It would be good in three, four, five years. Um, both of them have shown they have the stuff to do it earlier than that. Mitch Trubisky, I thought he looked good early. Um, how would how would you how would you grade how he played? You know, he, one I didn't see all of it. I only saw part of it, but I keep seeing the same things with Mitch. When it's pick and stick, when it's isolated throws, when it's Scheme-based, not quarterback-based, he's really good because he's very talented. Um, when, it, when the scheme doesn't hit perfect, 
he struggles to work deep into the scheme and play beyond the X's and O's. I do think he's better than last year. I do think he's made improvements. I do think he's very talented. Uh, he just needs to get over that hump of being a scheme-driven guy, and he needs to be a guy that enhances the scheme. Hmm. Hmm. I, I like that. He needs to be a guy who enhances the scheme. Trent Dilfer joining us, head coach at Lipscomb Academy. Unbelievable football powerhouse that, that he's helped build uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. And of course, the Super Bowl champion quarterback with the, uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Speaking of the Ravens, how is their offense evolving? They're just a good three-phase team. I mean, their offense is, is dangerous. They can run it down your throat when they need to. They can throw it for 300 when they need to. Roman's done an incredible job of um, how they're formatted, dictating terms to the defense. So the defense basically has a decision they're going to make. They're going to say, okay, we're not going to let Lamar beat us. We're going to flood coverages. We're going to play NFL defenses. Great. We're going to run for 200-something yards. Okay, we're going to play you straight up. We're going to stop the run. Uh, let Lamar throw around with Lamar now can gash you in the past game or run around and make plays. Um, he gets it. Like it, I'm not saying it's the greatest offense of all time. Personally, I wouldn't want to call that offense. Uh, I like more what the Saints do or more what other people do. But it fits perfectly with who they are. And they play really good defense. Are they dominant like back in the day? No, but they're complementary to their offense. And then special teams-wise, they might be the best special teams uh, in football every single year. So uh, it's just a team that I don't think is hyperbole to say you can see them never losing. Now, I don't think they're going to go undefeated because it's just so hard to do. But it, it doesn't doesn't like freak you out to think about them winning every single game because how complete they are. Is it crazy to think Gardner Minshew should be the quarterback long-term in Jacksonville? No, I've been saying this forever now. And I, I don't say I told you so very often, but I said this before. I, I'm – quoted in an article in The Athletic when he was coming out saying he's the steal of the draft. I've been this kid's biggest fan forever. Back at Elite 11 when he was in high school, before he went to East Carolina, before he went to Washington State, like, this kid has always had it. And I don't know what the hell it is, but he has it. Like, he just has the thing that all the great ones have. I've always compared him to Romo. Like, Romo, Sean Payton, Parcells years ago, and nobody knew who Tony Romo was. They said he just has this quality that we know is it. Well, comes through all Tony's ups and downs, we know that he has it. Garner Minshew has the same it. He's a really talented player. He doesn't have a ton of horsepower, but he's got enough horsepower. He's very precise. He's got all the juice in the world. Uh, People around him play better. He doesn't flinch. I mean, he, he's got, like, all the intangible stuff and plenty of talent to be successful. I've always said Garmin shoes. And the other guy that believes him is Drew Bledsoe. Drew and I used to text about him in Washington State games and be like, why are people talking more about this kid? This kid plays quarterback as good as anybody. Um, I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued, really intrigued, by the Chiefs' offense. Last week I saw it, and I felt like, well, this is a better version of last year. You know, more like the year before because you get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Then yesterday, they really struggled to protect Mahomes, and he wasn't great. Why were they, why were they missing on some of the cylinders? Anytime you go from one identity, which is give the ball to Pat, throw it 40 times, um, spread them out. Kind of, you know, they were the first team that had a spread coach. And now you get this back, and you see a week one like, ooh, maybe we can be more balanced there's going to be a little adjustment period while you face this identity crisis. Who are we? 
I do think they're making the right move, forcing more balance. I think it's a 10-year play for Patrick Mahomes. I still think you win a Super Bowl and trust that Patrick can bring you back. And if there's a game, he has to throw it 50 times, he can. But I'm sure in the week of practice, like people need to understand how a week of practice looks. When you're all spread, when you're leaning on Patrick, you're throwing it 75% of the time in practice. Well, now they got the back, and now they're probably 40-60, 50-50 in practice. So naturally, you're going to have a little bit of dip in execution in your passing game while you're trying to morph into more balance. I think it's better long-term. The Saints went through this, was it a couple years ago with, with Breeze, where they, their throw volume went down, and people were like, huh, is this the same Saints offense? Well, they're being very intentional about becoming more balanced, and you're going to see a natural kind of settling period while the team is learning that. What do you need to see from Derek Cardinet? That's a great question. Uh, let me give that some thought for a sec. I, I think they're going to be behind. <laughs> so I think it's a great opportunity for Derek to to be get on that list of guys that can throw you back into a game. Now, I'm not saying they throw it 50 times. I do think they're going to be down 10 at some point. Um, can he throw you back into the game? Or is he a guy that can only be successful um, in a balanced offense where you're playing, again, back to the Mitch Trubisky thing, where you're only part of the X and O's, you're not playing beyond the X's and O's. Great stuff. Trent Dilfer, head coach at Lipscomb Academy, here Mondays here on the Doug Gottlieb Show and on the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Of course, a Super Bowl champion quarterback and a quarterback savant in his own right. Trent, great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us. Always fun, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not sure if you know, but you are listening to a misogynist, uh, racist, bully, uh, well... Oh, on IG, a buddy, uh, a guy, not buddy, a, a guy called me a white supremacist. And I said, you know, like, it's really hard to be a white supremacist when you're Jewish. I know, yeah, but you played basketball. He's like, well, Jewish is not a race. Like, yeah, white supremacists don't exactly take in Jews. Like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, come on in. Yes, we're for an Aryan Christian society, but you're a Jew. We'll let you in. You may want to you may want to read up on Nazis and white supremacists, and I, I don't have to do the. Well, I have a black friend. I don't have a black friend. I have black friends, and we don't always agree or disagree. Um, as far as being a misogynist, I don't know. Do I have a male ego? Sure. Uh, do I do I have that thing that athletes do? Where you're like, eh, kind of have to have played. Sure. Um, do I think that women should be, uh, you know, art and to look at, but not to speak like, no, no, but I also know my business. I know my business cold. 
and and some of my flaws is because I know my business and there's rules to the game and I didn't abide by them. I also know that by tweeting out what I tweeted out, there'll be some in this business, some executives who will be a little hesitant in the future because why would I say something that lots of people say they just don't have the guts or the backing of their company to say it? Here's why. Um, what we do when we interview people in sports is, hey, let me in. When I do my, I have an all ball podcast. You should download it. Marvin Menzi um, was my guest this past week. Marvin was a head coach in Mexico State, head coach at UNLV, longtime assistant. He also owned a bakery. Uh, he ran a nightclub where they, they, they told, they denied Tupac at the door, told him he had to go get dressed more appropriately. They came back and did get dressed appropriately. It's great. Unbelievable stories. But what, I use that podcast for is let me in on your life. Let me in on your basketball life. I'm letting you in on my broad, on our broadcasting life. Okay. So what happened was Anthony Davis, uh, wasn't on the first, second or third team, all NBA ballot of Maria Taylor. Now Maria has had a meteoric rise at ESPN, which is, uh, mostly due to her talent and some due to just timing, right? Timing when opportunity, you know, what is it? When luck is when opportunity meets preparation, right? So she was a college athlete and a good one, volleyball, basketball player at, at Georgia. Um, and she's done a bunch of stuff and risen to the levels where last year she was doing college game day. This year she's doing NBA countdown as their new studio host. Rachel Nichols does the jump, occasionally does some as well. They split the duties. Um, so she didn't vote Anthony Davis first, second, or third team. And eventually, at some point, she she tweeted out, I believe, that it was a mistake. Right? Bit of an oversight. Now, look, I, I actually believe that. I'm not in disbelief of it. And part of my tweets said as much. I think she spread really thin. I've worked there. And one of the things that ESPN does a great job of is if you want to work and they think you're pretty good, they'll give you something to do. Like it, when I was at CBS, it was my first year at CBS and I had a radio show and I had a TV show and I did college basketball. And so for college basketball, I would get done taping my TV show at about mm, 8.15, 8.30. I would catch a 9.25 flight from Orange County nonstop to Newark. I'd fly, get in Newark early in the morning. They take me usually right to the hotel, sometimes right to the studio. I'd catch a nap. I'd get up, take a shower. I'd do a broadcast and then I'd go, and then I'd get back on the car service and fly back home. And, and Sunday morning I would be there for my kids, be a zombie by there for my kids and part of you're flying, you know, front of the plane. So let's not act like it was the most difficult, arduous. You're just a little jet lagged, but I watch movies, watch ball games, whatever it was. It was, you know, it was pretty cool. But I sent text or email to a couple of my bosses at CBS. Like, Hey, they actually had a football show, not their pregame show on CBS, but it's called the other pregame show. It's on CBS sports network. And I was like, Hey, look, I could stay. You know, instead of flying right back or I'm working Saturday, Sunday afternoon doing basketball, if you need me for, it's called tops, let me know. 
And they were like, why would you, one, why would you be on that show? I was like, well, I host a national radio show. We talk mostly about football. I co-host a TV show. We talk a lot about football. I'm a sports opinionist and I'm a college basketball expert. And CBS is take is very different. Like, look, we have people who do what they do. You don't have to ask us for work. You get plenty, you make plenty of money. And I wasn't asking for any more money. It's just how ESPN wires you is they need somebody. They think you're good. They know you show up on time. They call on you. I look at my career. Like I started doing nighttime radio. I would do ESPN news. I worked my way to doing college basketball and ESPN. Then I became sports centers guy and sports center. I am plus I did, you know, uh, numbers never lie. What was, what was Colin's show called? Why can't I remember? Um, that was sports nation. I have my Jersey retired in sports nation. I was the ultimate fill in guy. Anytime they need me, I would come do it. My, my family hated me for it, but I would like, yeah, let's go. Like, that's how they wire you. But what happens when you do all of that stuff is you make mistakes. You know, Stephen A. Smith, he wouldn't admit to it, but he was talking about Hunter Henry having a huge impact on a Monday night football game where the Chargers played the Chiefs a couple years ago. Hunter Henry was on IR with a torn ACL. He was talking about a Chiefs player that hadn't been on the Chiefs in like a year. You work too much. And, and look, I thought Stephen A. could have owned him. Like, I made a mistake, but it's the Chargers. Who, pay, who cares about the Chargers, right? And everybody's like, yeah, you know what? That's, that's kind of true. So part of it is you're spread too thin. But part of it is also, it, it's not a respecting your elders thing. It's knowing there are roles in television, okay? And when you're the host, by definition, you're not supposed to give your opinion. You listen and maybe you trigger a different conversation with a different. And when you're watching games, you're not breaking down the game. It doesn't mean you can't watch it, but that's not your expertise. Your expertise is understanding the rundown, understanding the analyst you have. The highlights are coming in, calling the highlights and setting them up because they are the ones with the knowledge. But here's the biggest thing. My critique of Maria Taylor is taken as misogyny. It is not. I have the same opinion of my good friend, Adam Zucker, who works for CBS, covers the SEC, covers college basketball. I don't think he should be voting on the best college basketball player in the country. And the difference is even in these awards, as opposed to other awards, I don't know if people know this, the all NBA teams affect players' ability to get the super max contracts. They actually do. There are clauses in these contracts based upon did they win? Were they all defensive team? Did they win, uh, you know, comeback player of the year? They win, but especially the all NBA teams. So this affects the guys wallets and LeBron actually said as much without saying as much on Friday when he said 16 people voted me MVP. That's it. In other words, he's like, who are these people and why can't they see all that we've accomplished this year and all that I've sacrificed and all that I've done for my team this year. And I think it's a really good point. And my only point was, not only has she been covering the NBA for like eight months, but she's not actually even covering the NBA. She's a studio host. It requires skill. It requires talent. And she's good at it. But it does, it does not acquire, require the ability to evaluate certain players. And again, I understand it's a mistake. Right? Whether it's an oversight, whether somebody else did the list or she went through it really quickly. I get, I get it. I'm talking about process. I'm talking about process. And, you know, if you have covered a league for a couple years, you have a couple more sources for it. When you get down to the bottom of the list, you call some people. But more than anything, 
We have enough guys that are former GMs, former coaches, former players, current GMs, current players. They should be deciding that. They should be deciding their own. You know, am I sexist? No, I mean, Doris Burke deserves the vote because she covers all the games. And if you want to say what's the difference in their resumes, Doris Burke, who played like Maria played, she coached, Maria didn't coach, and Doris Burke came up through the ranks, covered all these guys. She was doing college basketball. When I first started doing college basketball, she was doing a UConn-Boston College game. I called a guy named Dan Steer, who hired both of us, and I said, who is this woman doing the game? He said, her name is Doris Burke. She's a player of Providence. She was a former assistant coach. I was like, she's fantastic. And look, I could be critical of Doris Burke, right, if I wanted to. It's not sexist. Like, first of all, Chris Webber gets eviscerated on social media because some people don't like his style. It's not because he's black. It's not because he's a former player. It's just because that's the nature of the game. Other hosts get criticized. Do you know how many people hate Joe Buck? Joe Buck was just elected into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is, without any question, one of the two or three best to do it right now and one of the 10 best to ever do it. People hate him. But he doesn't get criticized because of his, basically because his dad was great. People think nepotism or something, right? Like, okay. You make mistakes, people are going to be critical. Or if we don't like a process, people can be critical of it. That's what actually sexism is. If I was to not be critical of her vote, or of how she obtained the vote because she's a woman. That's that's what sexism would be. Be treating her differently. I'm not treating her any differently. Chris Cotter's a friend of mine. He covers college football at ESPN. If she's sick for, you know, and or she goes on leave and wants to travel the world or wants to just do football and he takes over, you know who shouldn't get an NBA vote for all NBA? Chris Cotter. That's not what he does. First, he's a host. And second, he hasn't been doing long enough to really know the league and know how it all works. And it doesn't mean you have to know the league and know how it all works. No, Anthony Davis should be first team, all NBA, maybe second team at lowest. But it, it's the process of it. And we have to get to a place. We have to get to this place to where anytime a white person says something about a black person, that it's not automatically racist. A man says something about a woman, it's not automatically sexist. It's just not. You know, it's not. There is a reality to the arguments. Look, there are guys in the NBA, plenty of them, former players that are coaches or want to be coaches or current players. If you look around NBA coaching rosters, okay, no one else will say this except for me. They tell like almost every NBA team has a woman on staff. Okay? It's a woman on staff. And look, I'm just the reality to it. It's not sexism to think it's really hard to get an NBA player to listen to a woman at what he should do and what, what he should do in his, and there's been a struggle there. There's also the struggle with former players who want a spot on the bench. And it feels like one of those spots is being taken up by a woman because the league is kind of mandated as such. Is that sexism? It, it possibly is. Okay. But on behalf of those same players, who it's about who will they listen to? Who will who who will make them better as a team? I mean, look, half the time they don't respect their coach anyway, right? I mean, David Blatt is a great coach. Great coach. Now he came in, he's Israeli, 
you know, he's American born, but he's, he'd coach in Israel and Israeli coaches. They, there, the coach is the bigger thing. And he kind of came in and threw his weight around and said, he makes more decisions than a fighter pilot and all this other stupid stuff, whatever. But David Blatt is by all accounts, a very well accomplished, incredible coach. Okay. And he couldn't get LeBron to buy in. He couldn't get to LeBron. And that's all that it's about. Okay. John Beeline, incredible coach. Couldn't get him. And I will tell you that when he hired Lindsey Gottlieb, no relation, that hurt him. That absolutely hurt him. Because Lindsey Gottlieb, you can't, hey, I coached great women's teams. Okay. Doesn't resonate in a, in a, in a locker room. Gino Ariema is the greatest women's coach ever. He in, Pat, in Pat, uh, late great Pat Summit. Like, do you think Gino Ariema? Like I've heard people, he should go coach men. Like he knows he can't go coach men. He he could co- could he coach men's basketball? Maybe it's a different evaluation. It's a different relationship. It's a different level of respect. A different way of talking to people. The whole thing is different. But in regards to Maria Taylor, like. It is, has nothing even to do with her being a woman. None. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't give a vote to Rachel Nichols, but if I'm going to give a vote to Rachel Nichols or to Maria Taylor, it's Rachel Nichols, she's covered the NBA for at least a decade, maybe more. Now, she, I, I, again, this is me saying she's a host. She's a reporter, but not, you know, not a breaking story. She's not an everyday beat reporter. In her at her job now, which she's very good at in the jump. She's not giving opinions based upon somebody's basketball skill, which is what's called upon for the list. So if you think that I'm the world's worst sexist, racist, misogynist pig, I I can't help you. I do think that there's a there there's a it's one of the reasons remember Bill Simmons used to that he they had him trying to host some NBA stuff. And I liked it. But the problem was Bill Simmons was a host and he was giving opinions. And we were always told that hosts are not supposed to give opinions. They're traffic cops. And ESPN is acting counter to that by giving a host a vote, which is an opinion on who the best players are. And if it's an all-star game vote, nobody cares. But if it's all NBA vote, it matters in terms of their wallet. And it matters to the players. They say this themselves. And it has nothing, nothing to do with race or her gender. It has to do with her role on television, the length of time in which she's covered the sport. And, and I actually respect her enough to criticize her. If I'm going to treat her differently and say, that's okay. She, she just got, she just got started covering the league and you know, she's a woman that's condescending. That's sexist saying, Hey, Screwed up just like any other guy. But, I mean, really, why does she have a vote? She's a host. She doesn't need to do all that. That's not what her job is. That actually, by my estimation, many people's estimation, the opposite of sexism. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. 
But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cam Newton played last night and looked like a really good quarterback. Does he still overthrow guys? Sure. But the arm strength is there. That was a big question mark. Um, The accuracy to Julian Edelman was better than you could have expected. He remains a big-time athlete. He looks thinner than he did when he played with the Carolina Panthers. He looks effective. He looks terrific. In a league where we just salivate, rightfully so, over what's happening in Arizona with a diminutive quarterback, what's happening in in Kansas City with Pat Mahomes, what's happening in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, what's happening in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, we need to remember, like, Cam Newton, just he's doing some things. Is are he is he those guys? No, but He's he he looks very much the same as he did during his best years in Carolina. Granted, early on it was Dolphins, and then it was the Seahawks, and the Seahawks don't have a very good defense this year statistically, although it's really early. But I think the butterfly effect is perfect because if not for COVID, everything changes. How could he have been on the market so long? Well, he wasn't able to go work out for anybody. The doctors weren't able to examine him. And at the time when he got released by the Carolina Panthers, before he got released, before he cleared waivers, like if you wanted him, it was $19 million for a guy who's had leg problems and surgeries and and shoulder issues. I ain't doing $19 million for a dude I can't even evaluate, and I don't know if his shoulder will hold up. And then once he became a legit free agent, timing of it was a teams that already teams that already decided that they're drafting quarterbacks and they didn't need one immediately. And the Chargers, however ill-fated you believe the decision is to Tyrod Taylor, their thought was like, well, Tyrod Taylor's been here. He knows the offense. We can't have offseason workouts. He's already under contract and he's healthy. We don't know if Cam Newton's healthy. So we'll stay there and then we'll draft Justin Herbert. So I, I, I think that we need to at least understand that while Cam Newton, some didn't love his prospect, a lot of it was how he was throwing a football, his overall career accuracy, and now you throw in the, we can't even evaluate you because of COVID. It was impossible. And the Patriots are just the perfect team. One, the schedule starting with the Dolphins really helped them. You know, two, you have a coach who... He has worked with running quarterbacks before, going back to Jacoby Brissett a couple years ago, and previous to that when he had Tim T when he drafted Tim Tebow in Denver. They have a great culture, and Cam Newton has bought into that culture. What would have happened? I mean, give me another quarterback needy team. You know, if he went to the Chargers, would they be one and one? I don't know. I mean, Justin Herbert played pretty well. Would he been better than? than uh, Tyrod Taylor in the first game of the year. I'd like to think he would have. 
But their offense would look completely different. And now without Mike Pouncey, I don't know how well they would have done against the Kansas City Chiefs. Plus, they couldn't evaluate. Plus, they didn't want to offer him a bunch of money because they have they have Joey Bosa and others to pay. Go around the league. Joe Burrow was going to the Cincinnati Bengals no matter what. From Ohio, number one overall pick. They need a quarterback. The Miami Dolphins had tanked for Tua. They already had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Their plan was already set. Like, those are the teams. Do I think Denver would have taken a look? Maybe, but Drew Locke is way cheaper, younger, athletic, and they had drafted him. People want to see the guys they draft succeed. It makes them feel like they're smarter than everybody else. You know, you also have team control over what his contract looks like for several years to come. Cam Newton is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. My, he won't play for a million dollars again. There will be a good market for him. I don't think every team in the NFL will go after him. But, you know, you got people like, well, the Bears. I should point out that while I, I believe he's a better quarterback even now than Mitchell Trubisky, aren't the Bears 2-0? and And they need to figure out if they're going to pick up a fifth-year option. And they got Nick Foles, who, again, part of the Nick Foles thing was they knew who Nick Foles was. Nick Foles is a great backup. Cam Newton can't be a backup. He can't. Cannot be a backup. Not in his DNA, not what he's ever been. The one time he was, was at Florida for, behind Tim Tebow, and he hated it. And maybe that's why he got in trouble. Maybe he acted out. It's, it's a very reasonable psychological response. Doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, but I do think that many of us who have done stupid stuff, like yours truly, have done things because they were unhappy in other parts of their young lives, and they, it's, you know, psych, psychology will tell you maybe that's the reason that they acted out. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.